guys, welcome to episode 8 of the Borden Quarantine Movie Review. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing the movie Effects, starring Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy, the late, great Brian Dennehy, um, who just passed away maybe a few weeks ago. Um, he was a very prominent actor, character actor in the 1980s, and Effects uh, was actually a surprise hit. Um, Although critics had said that um, the reason why the movie didn't make more money than it did at the box office was because of the obscure name, even though it is kind of a, a you know, a play on words with special effects, it kind of hindered the performance of the movie at the box office. Um, it did still turn a profit and spawned a less successful sequel, FX2, and a TV series. Um, it's actually a really cool movie. Uh, the concept is cool. The premise is cool. There's a lot of clever twists and turns. It was kind of a standalone film uh, at a time when all these movies were about buddy cops, um, you know, slasher movies and stuff like that. So uh, in a field of, of movies like that, it was really unique. Um, and there's a lot of really memorable stuff. Uh, Brian Brown, um, you know, came onto the scene with this movie. This was before movies like Cocktail and Gorillas in the Mist. Um, he's a very prominent Australian actor um, who rose to prominence in the in the 80s um, as kind of like a, suck, a second billing actor. Um, you know, there's something quite intriguing about him. Um, you know, he was also... Um, he also had a nom an Emmy nomination, I believe, or a Golden Globe nomination for his performance in The Thornbirds. He was in the... Uh, again, he took second billing to Richard Chamberlain, but he was uh, uh, in the very popular miniseries, The Thornbirds. So without further ado, let's get to our review. Raleigh Tyler is an FX man, the movie's master of make-believe. No! He can show you a thousand ways to die. But now somebody wants Raleigh Tyler to do it for real. We want to stage a fake assassination, Raleigh, and we want you to supervise it. Who's the we? Justice Department. I'm a special effects man. I deal in make-believe. I'd like to keep it like that. We just thought that we might be able to utilize your particular genius to help us out. And what if someone takes a shot at me? You are 100% protected. I give you my word. A job that guy wanted me to do? I gotta do it. is writing the script and casting him as the killer. I haven't done anything. What if we put in real bullets? If one person, one person suspects. Sorry, Raleigh, no loose ends. This is up to something. He tried to kill me. You go directly to the newspapers. What makes you think they believe me? I believe you. My name is Leo. We need to talk. Where the hell are you, Tyler? He's going to need every trick from every movie he's ever made. Remember my particular genius. Just to get even. And get out alive. I'm in pursuit of a blue step van. Letters on the side. X as in Frank, X as in X-ray. Remember Skidball Express? I sure do! Leo! 
Tommy Tyler's most special effects are yet to come. Forget why you hired me. What next? At the next corner, send Nelly in! Oh my god, what? Is he the weapon or the victim? Is it murder or is it FX? Okay, so effects, this movie I have not seen since I was maybe eight years old. I think that was the last time I had seen effects. I, it's a movie I completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of went into the, my whole little kit, like movies of the 80s recall, and I'm like, well, what about effects? That movie was actually, if I remember right, that was actually kind of a cool movie. Yeah, it was like a, tw- a real twisty movie back in the 80s when they, they didn't make a lot of those twisty thrillers they made mostly like slasher movies and macho action movies and stuff and um it was a really clever um lower budget didn't have any uh major stars uh brian dennehy yeah he was probably the most notable one and and jerry orbach who had a a minor part in it yeah although he was more of a broadway actor at that time yeah that that was before dirty dancing um and because Brian Brown was Australian, yeah, and wasn't known in America, that was before Cocktail, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, it was a the a really interesting, twisty, um, very entertaining movie. I'd actually forgotten how you know it kind of got that play on special effects that everything is not what it seems, mm-hmm. and I'm, I totally forgot about that the clever twist in it, and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what made the movie great. It was it had all these little twists and turns, and and of course the the scene that I always remembered. I even remembered this before I saw it, before I reviewed it, um, was the um, the trunk torture scene. Yeah. Um, I'm like, hmm, that's probably a pretty effective form of torture. I could I could definitely see that yeah, working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it's funny too because Brian Brown is one of those guys that. When you think about the '80s movies like Cocktail and, of course, Gorillas in the Mist, um, yeah. whatever, what other notable movie was he in? He was. Um, oh, there was another one in there. I know. Uh, I mean, he had a small role in Along Came Polly. Right. Um, he was a pretty steady Australian actor. I'm surprised I didn't see like him in a lot more. And of course, FX too. Right, and I totally forgot that they made a sequel to that. Well, that's because it wasn't. It was a forgettable <laughs> sequel. <laughs> they made a tv series out of which i didn't even know yeah it was like it lasted for three seasons or something like that it actually had a pretty decent run for as far as movie spinoffs go yeah i guess um again it was like one thing that just kind of wiped out from my mind but i do i do like the pairing of brian dennehy and um and brian brown i thought they were a good yeah pretty decent Mm -hmm. pairing actually um I think also, too, one thing I read about effects is that um, critics cited the title of the movie as the reason why it didn't make any more money than it did at the box yeah. office. That, that, is, was, that is a weird title. It was kind of like an obscure title. Like I was saying to you, if you go, if you go, you have to Google FX 1986 movie or the, right. up, the channel will come up. Right. FX. And right. That's yeah. Every movie. Yeah. That was a stupid title. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I guess I get what they were trying to do. They were doing a, a, a fancy playoff of special effects. Right. 
And I guess it was horribly clever at the time, but I guess it, it hindered the movie uh, from making probably, yeah, probably so. more. Because it was profitable. It was but... profitable, and it had a big following on video. Yes, it I did. I think that's why I started to say DVD, but it was video. It was video, and I VHS. remember that. Yep, I remember that. And, um, um, you know, and, and talking about Brian Dennehy, he was actually a really underrated actor. I thought he was he mm-hmm. was one of those sturdy, steady, reliable guys and he was also a noted stage actor yeah he, I, I i didn't realize I'm like, oh he actually won a yeah. tony and mm-hmm. i'm like okay yeah. so yeah know. he was in a lot of he was a big character actor in the 80s yeah First yeah blood and cocoon and um of course people who were like frat boys in the mid 90s would probably know him from tommy boy yes yeah yeah probably the newer mm-hmm. generation of people mm-hmm. would remember him from that i mean i remember my generation i remember him from cocoon that's primarily the movie that I remember him from. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, obviously he passed away recently. Um, yes. And then, um, you know, a lot of people um, are obviously paying tribute to him. And there are some people like, who is this guy? Do I remember him from this? You know, he's one of those... He looks familiar. He looks familiar and you think you've seen him in just about everything. Mm-hmm. He had a real small part recently in that... Oh my goodness! Uh, the hide and seek movie that came out recently. Oh. Uh, oh shoot! I shouldn't have even brought it up. Oh why? Because now you can't I'm, remember. I'm getting old. Uh oh. <laughs> the, the hide and seek. Oh, I like the movie too. <laughs> Annoying. Okay. Yeah. Now. Um, he was in something recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and and the thing is, is I you know when I was looking at these. Uh, little trivia things. I didn't realize Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford were considered for those parts. Yes, Harrison Ford for Brian Dennehy's, Brian Dennehy's part and Mel Gibson for the effects guy. Which might have worked. I, I, mean, have. I don't know. Um, you know, when you see the movie with mm-hmm. one set of actors, it's kind of hard to picture another set of actors in those roles. But Harrison I guess Ford might have been too big for the Brian Denning, because it would have been his movie then. Right, and I think... Because Mel Gibson, that that was before Lethal Weapon. Right, so Harrison Ford would have gotten top billing. He's kind of known for Mad Max, but... Well, and back then, I think the big-name actors got top billing, no mm. matter what, regardless of how big their role was, oh, yeah. if I remember right. Um, Usually, yeah. Well, um, and I Angela believe- Bassett made her debut in that movie. It was a very small role, apparently. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. I don't remember who she was, though. She was some kind of, like, a reporter or something like that. Um, yeah. It wasn't a hide-and-seek movie, by the way. It was Tag. Tag. It just came was, Oh, it was Tag. The name of the movie is Tag. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. That's interesting. I believe. <laughs> um, and it, apparently, this is art imitating real life. Apparently, somebody who worked on the film, or a special effects guy... He had been approached one time by the feds to to stage some kind of a, a okay. thing. Apparently, yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Oh, special effects man John Sear- Steers claimed that he had been offered money by the government um, to simulate various things depicted in the film. Hmm. Which, interesting. Yes. Um, mm. You know, um, so that's definitely an interesting one. That's one I would definitely recommend if you're looking for, like, good cop, yeah. interesting kind of twist. Like, the whole special effects thing is, mm-hmm. 
it's actually a really interesting twist on the movie, which which makes FX great, I think. Right. And, um, I would also recommend Tag, now that I remember the name of the movie. Okay, Tag is another one we recommend. So, here's a question for you. Um, what's your opinion on method acting? I mean, whatever works. Yeah. I think it can be, an, 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 I mean, uh, Meryl Streep says she doesn't do it. No. She said she did a movie one time with Philip Seymour Hoffman and it kind of hurt her feelings. She didn't think, because they, they didn't like each other in the movie and she she said he was kind of a jerk to her. But then when they were done, weren't shooting, she, uh, he, he said, she said he was nice. Yeah. Um, and she has a, ba- a bone to pick with Dustin Hoffman to this day from Kramer versus Kramer, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, slapping and the goading um, yes. of, of her dead boyfriend um, for emotional recall. Right. And, um, uh, and I think she still kind of has an axe to grind with him to this day because of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's that famous documentary about uh, Jim and Andy, uh, when Jim Carrey employed method acting to play Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Um, and was apparently downright a downright jerk to pretty much everybody on the set. So yeah. I guess I mean I mean I guess whatever works. But my thing is I guess is the payoff really worth it because. Method acting doesn't guarantee you an Oscar, and I think that's why yeah. act- actors employ it. Yeah, could be. Yeah, because either, you know, when you see Joaquin Phoenix, one thing that stood out for me this year, when he won the Golden Globe, you could see the loathing on Robert De Niro's face. He mm-hmm. hated him yeah. and still does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, hey, you pissed off De Niro. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, and then you see Christian Bale, actors like Christian Bale, and then mm-hmm. obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman and Heath Daniel Ledger. Day, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis is probably the one who, who's probably the most successful. Most, yeah. most successful. Most, well, most famous for that. Too. Yeah, because he did that from, I think, day one mm-hmm. or something like that. And So, I, yeah, I it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the payoff's worth it because then you get labeled difficult to work with, mm-hmm. and that follows you around. Um, you know, and I guess it depends on what's more important to you: and getting work or <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or. But then you look at actors like Lawrence Olivier. Sir Lawrence Olivier never had to do that. Oh, there, there there's a story about uh, him and Dustin Hoffman on Marathon Man. Yeah, dear yeah. boy, there's a reason why it's called acting. It's called acting because. That's uh, Dustin Hoffman that stayed up for like an entire day because in the scene he was supposed to have been up for a day. Yeah, and when and, and then uh, he 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 was astounded that Olivier could could mm-hmm. go out of character and then suddenly go into character. He couldn't figure out how Olivier did that, mm-hmm. and he said it's it's called acting. Yeah. So I mean, but that's how great Olivier was. He could come in and out of character seamlessly, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't phase him. That's right. So, I mean, I guess that's that's what makes that separates greatness from not so great, I guess. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> cool. So, method acting in or out? I'm going to say out. Uh that's my opinion. I think that Hollywood has taken the method way too far from what it was in, originally intended to be. Um when you hear stories about actors doing crazy stuff on set because they didn't want to break character, you hear like stuff about like Jared Leto uh, and all that stuff, you just like scratch your head. It's like, is the payoff really worth the price that you're going to pay later in life? I mean, if you look at the list of the greatest actors who ever lived, 
Very few of them were method actors. I think Brando is really the only one. And look what happened to him. The guy completely went insane. He lost his marbles in the end. Um, so you got to ask yourself, is the shot of a golden statue really worth the price that you pay by employing the method? Dustin Hoffman, a notorious method actor, to this day, Meryl Streep bears a grudge against him because of what happened on the set of Kramer versus Kramer. I'm not going to go into details about that, but you can find that online. Definitely read about it. To this day, she can't stand him because he takes the method a little bit too far. Lawrence Olivier had the same problems with him when he was doing the Marathon Man. He actually famously quipped, try acting for once, it actually works. So (laughs) that's actually a pretty good line. Um, Lawrence Olivier was so diametrically opposed to the method, to the point he hated the method. He thought it was a, a, a form of acting for actors who can't act. If you look at the list of famous actors today who are employing the method, and I think more and more actors are starting to employ it because they want that Oscar or whatever it is. Um, You know, you also have to kiss ass in Hollywood in order to get one of those, from what I understand. Um, You know, Joaquin Phoenix, he's two bricks short of a full load anyways. So it's not really a stretch for him to play crazy. Um... They gave him an Oscar for basically playing himself, (laughs) really. I I mean, I guess Hollywood has forgiven him for losing his marbles all those years ago. Um, You know, you also look at, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, I think he's probably the one who's employed it the best. Um, You also look at um, Heath Ledger. You know, there's a lot of rumors swirling around that. He got so engrossed in the part of the Joker that he completely lost his mind. We'll never know. We'll never know, Um, you know, but it wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. You know, uh, a lot of people say if you go to the dark side, it's very hard to find your way back. Um, You know, you also look at other actors um, who are famously employing the method. They are actors who have a reputation of being difficult to work with. Um, Probably because they are in character most of the time, they don't break character. Um, but there's a lot of actors out there who don't employ the method that think it's absolute crap. Um, you know, you look at Anne Hathaway, who a lot of people, even the director for Les Miserables said that she went too far. You know, when the director is telling you you go too far, I think you've kind of stepped over the edge. You know, all for a freaking golden statue um, that you probably didn't earn anyway because somebody out there did a better job than you did. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week uh, for another edition of the Board in the Quarantine movie review. Um, again, thanks for the ongoing support. Uh, hopefully we'll be opening up in a few weeks to a limited capacity. So fingers crossed for that. Um, we're definitely anxious to get back um, to showing movies. Uh, but uh, rest assured, we are going to continue the podcast beyond that. In the meantime, next week we will be reviewing Mr. Holland's opus, so you won't want to miss that. Uh, It's one of Richard Dreyfuss's tour de force performances, so we will see you next week. Bye.